Amacharya Shila Haridas Thakur Ki Jai. Prem Shikaho Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunitananda Shri Dwaiti Gadadha Shidasa Digora Bhaktivinda Ki Jai. Shri Shri Radha Krishna Gopinath Shaimakunda Radha Kunda Gidi Govardhana Ki Jai. Vrindavan Dhamma Ki Jai. Matura Dhamma Ki Jai. Navajit Mayapur Dhamma Ki Jai. Jagannath Puri Dhamma Ki Jai. Gangamai Jamuna Devi Ki Jai. Bhakti Devi Ki Jai. Tulsi Maharani Ki Jai. Samaveta Bhaktivinda Ki Jai. Gaur Premananda. All glories to the assembled devotees. 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 All glories to Sri Guru and Garanga. All glories to Sri Prabhupada Nama Om Vishnu Padaya. Krishna Prasaya Bhutale Sri Mati Bhakti Vedanta Swami Niti Namane. Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pacharane Nivasesa Sinyavadi Paskajade Sadarane. Mandeham Shri Guru Shri Uta Padakamalam Shri Guru Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sagana Raganatam Vitam Stam Sajivam Sadvaitam Sadvadutam Padijana Sahita Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padam Sagana Lavita Shri Vishakam Vitamscha Manchakalpa Chupashaki Pisnaviyavatapitam Pavanila Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So September 13, 2019 in Tenerife, Canary Islands, Spain and we're reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 2, Chapter 6, Purusha Shukta Confirmed, Text 22. Do some of you have it on your phone? Yeah, we have it. Yasmarandam Virajagne. Yasmarandam Virajagne. Utendriya Gunatmaka. Utendriya Gunatmaka. Tadravyam Atyagad Vishvam Tadravyam Atyagad Vishvam Gobi Surya Ivatapam Gobi Surya Ivatapam Please chat. Yasmat. Go ahead, please. Yasmat. Yasmat. From whom? From whom? Andam. Andam. The universal globes. The universal globes. Virat. And the gigantic universal form. Jagne appeared. Bhuta elements. Indriya senses. Guna atmaka qualitative. Um, Tad Dravyam, the universes and the universal form, etc. At Yagat, surpassed, Vishvam, all the universes, Gobihi, by the rays, Surya, the sun, Eva, like. Atapam, Atapam, distributed rays and heat. Srila Prabhupada's translation. From that personality of Godhead, all the universal globes and the universal form with all material elements, qualities, and senses are generated. Yet he is aloof from such material manifestations like the sun, which is separate from its rays and heat. Ah, Jagannath. 
Jai Giridash. Purport. The supreme truth has been ascertained in the previous verse as Purusha, or the Purushottama, the supreme person. The absolute person is the Ishwara, or the supreme controller, by his different energies. The Ekapad Vibhuti manifestation, and Ekapad means one foot, Vibhuti means opulences. One foot of opulences. So, Prabhupada often talks about how the material world is one-fourth of the energy of the Lord. And I think many times we think about that geographically. We think, you know, that the spiritual world is three-quarters on the map and the material world is one-quarter on the map. But that's, that's not correct at all. It means that only one-fourth of the Lord's energies, only one-fourth of the Lord's powers or potencies, vibhuti, is displayed in the material energy. So all the, all the wonderful things that we see in material nature, just like what does Krishna say in the 10th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita after he describes all the, all the opulences. says, know that all these beautiful, wonderful, glorious things are just spark. a spark of my splendor. Can you, I'll follow my English at this pace. Can you follow? Mm. Yes, are you yes. even there? Yeah, 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 I can check that. You're getting completely distracted by what she's doing here? No, no, no. You know, if you don't, we don't need two people recording. So this Ekapad Vibhuti means one foot of opulences and by one foot we mean like one portion but literally the the word here literally used is is foot or pod but that's what it means it means that it's one-fourth of the Lord's energies of course we really can't talk about percentages of energies when we're talking about something unlimited Mm. but but still you certainly can't talk about it with space because the spiritual world is not space as we know it and but still to get some idea is that all the wonderful glorious things here represent only a fourth of the Lord's potencies so the Ekapad Vibhuti manifestation of the material energy of the Lord is just like one of the many mistresses of the Lord by whom the Lord is not so much attracted as indicated in the language of the Gita Bina Prakriti so separated energy so just like we might say in this world, well, this is, this is my wife, but she and I are separated. So this is, the material energy is considered one of the wives of the Lord, but it's a separated energy. It's a, it's a wife. The Prabhupada says it here as a mistress. Other times he talks about her as a wife. But mistress or wife, but separated. Uh, by whom the Lord is not so much attracted. The Lord is not so interested in this energy. But the region of the tripod vibhuti, so tripod means what? What would tree mean? Three. Three step. Three feet vibhuti. So the, again, portion. Being a pure spiritual manifestation of the energy of the Lord is, so to speak, more attractive to him. So when Prabhupada says, so to speak, more attractive. So the Krishna is more interested in this internal energy than his external energy. Of course, the external energy is a person, Prakriti, and she's a pure devotee, 
So you might say, well, how is the Lord not very interested in her? How is he separated from her? But actually, in, in a larger sense, the, the Lord is with the material energy in his form of Lord... No. <laughs> Who's married to the material energy? Shiva. Lord Shiva. Mm-hmm. So Shiva is a an expansion of the Lord. We can say Lord Shiva is not different from the Lord. Like yogurt and milk, uh, mm-hmm. it's the same. Shiramyata Dadivikara Visesha Yogat Sanjayate Nahitata Pritigastihito. So Lord Shiva and Vishnu are the same, and yet they're not. It's like the material energy is the same as the spiritual energy, but it's not. So it is and it isn't. And so in his form as Lord Shiva, he is with the material energy. Always. So the, we can say as Krishna, he's not very interested. But as Lord Shiva, he's interested. So he's like, I'm not, gonna, I'm not interested in being with you in this form, but I'll be with you in another form. Mm-hmm. So we, not, we shouldn't feel sad that the material energy is just like some separated wife who's lonely. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I actually often thought like that, you know, that how is it that Shiva and Parvati, they, they're always separate. You know, they, they can't enter into Vaikuntha, they're, they're, they're separate. But they're really expansions of the Lord himself, so it's not exactly like that. And of course, Shiva does exist even in Vrindavan, Gopiswar Shiva. And Parvati? Well, if she, if he's there, she must be there too. Yeah, I'm sure he's not there without her. Okay. The Lord therefore generates the material manifestations by impregnating the material energy. So, how does he impregnate the material energy? With his glance. Which is glance, and that glance is. Who is the personality of that glance? Lord Shiva. Um, uh-huh, yeah, that yeah. the glance of the Lord that impregnates the material energy is Lord Shiva. Yeah. Well, now you know. Yeah. Look it up. I heard that. Yes. <laughs> I'm not just make I'm not just I'm not speculating here. Philosophical speculation is okay, but I'm not even doing that. <laughs> That's not what I'm doing. Um, okay, where was I? The Lord therefore generates the material manifestation by impregnating the material energy and then within the manifestation he expands himself as a gigantic form of the Visharupa. So the Lord in the form of Shiva impregnates the material energy and then that creates the universes and the universe is the form of the Lord. The Lord actually takes the form of the universe. It's his body. The Vishwarupa, as it was shown to Arjuna, is not the original form of the Lord. The original form of the Lord is the transcendental form of Purushottama or Krishna himself. It is very nicely explained herein that he expands himself just like the sun. The sun expands itself by its terrible heat and rays, yet the sun is always aloof from such rays and heat. The impersonalist takes into consideration the rays of the Lord without any information of the tangible. You all know what tangible means? Yes, tangible transcendental, eternal form of the Lord known as Krishna. Therefore, Krishna, in his supreme personal form, with two hands and flute, is bewildering for the impersonalist who can accommodate only the gigantic Vishwarup of the Lord. They should know that the rays of the sun are secondary to the sun, and similarly, the impersonal, gigantic form of the Lord 
is also secondary to the personal form as Purushottama. The Brahma Samhita confirms this statement as follows, 537. The Supreme Personality of God Govinda, the one who enlivens the senses of everyone by his personal bodily rays, resides in his transcendental abode called Goloka. Yet he is present in every nook and corner of his creation. Such a nice, a nook. Do you all know what a nook is? Nook. Corner. Well, this is esquina. Is a nook. nook is esquina. Corner is rincorn. Yeah, right here nook. is a nook. Esquina. Is, this, corner. is that what you call this? Yes, nook. A nook. It's an entrance, no? No, not an entrance. The opposite. Rinco, uh, no, this, this area right here is a nook. Oh. What do you call this? Where you have... Oh, esquina, excuse me. Esquina. Call this esquina. Esquina. esquina is this. And corner is this. No. Ah, no. This is a nook. I keep pointing to this. This, right here, where Prabhupada's picture is. Oh, this entrance. This is not an entrance. It doesn't go anywhere. It's on the wall. No, it's, not, it's not a door. Yeah. But it's an abertura. Opening. So what do you call that? Here is translated as rincón. And corner? No can corner? Sí, debe ser traducido como rincón. But it's wrong. She is explaining it now. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is a very big nook. Yeah. You can also have a very, very small nook. Yeah, to put a pot of water or something. Yeah, or like some light. The one for Garuda, yeah. Where's Garuda? He's there. <laughs> Up there in the... Oh, yes. There's a nook. Let me see. Here in the pillar. Where? The pillar. In the pillar. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, Garuda's in a nook. <laughs> yes. Okay. Nicho. Nicho. Nicho podría ser Nicho. Nicho, pero suena para los muertos. Yeah, Nicho, Nicho would also be in a niche. Yeah. 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 So that's a small nook. This is a big nook. Hay otra palabra. So Krishna's in all the nooks. In all the nooks. He's in all the nooks. <laughs> And he's in all the corners. So if you want to find Krishna, you'll find him in the nooks and the corners. He's present in every nook and corner. So that means everywhere. Because you might have something in the room, but the nooks and corners it might not go into. So this is in every nook and corner of his creation. By expansion of happy spiritual rays. Prabhupada's so funny. Happy spiritual rays. I like that. I like that too. Equal in power to his personal potency of bliss. Equal in power of Simati Radharani. Ah, look at that. Very nice. Equal in power to his personal potency of bliss. So that's a very interesting statement. The He's rays, present. The rays are equally yeah, listen powered. to this again. Yes. Yet he is equal he is yet he is present in every nook and corner of his creation, by expansion of happy spiritual rays, equal in power to his personal potency of bliss. His happy rays are equal in power to his spiritual bliss. Yes, and they're everywhere in the creation, even in the nooks and the corners. He is therefore, oh, it's interesting that Srila Prabhupada's giving this as his translation of that Brahma Samhita verse. Mm. That's really interesting. I, I thought um, many years ago, 
that we should produce a, a Brahma Samhita using Prabhupada's translations of the verses whenever Prabhupada translates them. Because the Brahma Samhita we usually use has it was made by the Gaudiya Mat and it's generally attributed to Bhakti Siddhanta, although there's some question about that. Oh. So there's we're using that translation, which is very difficult English. Yes. It's extremely difficult to understand. There recently was uh, another Brahma Samhita published by Banu Swami with Jiva Goswami's commentary. And we actually arranged to illustrate that. Um, but I've, I've thought for a long time that somebody should go through Prabhupada's books, find how Prabhupada translates these verses, and make a Brahma Samhita with Prabhupada's translations. That's his incredible translation. <laughs> He is therefore simultaneously personal and impersonal by his inconceivable potency, or he is the one without a second displaying complete unity in a diversity of material and spiritual manifestations. He is separate from everything, and still nothing is separate from him. So, of course, this is the philosophy of Achintya Bhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhedabhed
we have a number of stories very much related to Maharaj Parikit himself. We have the stories of the Pandavas and Asvatthama and Maharaj Parikit being saved. Right? These are these are stories not only about Krishna, but about Krishna relating to Maharaj Parikit, which is a very good way to start anything. If I talk about you, right? If I say, Vijita Pavan Prabhu, so. Krishna did this with your mother and he was doing this with you and he did this. and then you're very interested right if i talk about how is krishna working in your life isn't that a fact yes right we're always interested in ourselves everybody's interested in themselves so there's talking about krishna uh, the son of vasudeva and devaki the son of nanda yasoda and in fact mars prickett had seen krishna in the womb so he was absorbed in Krishna, the transcendent personality of Goloka Vrindavan, and he's also absorbed in the universal form. Both. Why? So if we think about most of the religions on this planet, do they have information about Krishna in the spiritual world? No. No. Do they have much information about God outside of this world? No. No. Very little. Almost nothing. Almost nothing. I mean, in the Bible, there's the Song of Solomon, but people usually just dismiss it as poetry. You know, there is some description there of the form of God and the nature of God, but they, they don't pay much attention to it. So for most people in the world, trying to meditate on God beyond this world is very difficult because they don't have any information. And what about God in this world? How much information do most religions have about God in this world? Most religions, well, some. But do they have very much? Mm. Yeah, very, very, very little. Very little. I mean, they'll have some information about, you know, their history, which we also have, of course, in the Bhagavatam. You know, there was this, there was uh, Abraham, and he had a son, Isaac, and he had, you know, they have some genealogy, and God spoke to Abraham, and God spoke to Moses, and Jesus did this. And so they have something like that. But do they really explain about how God is visible or present in the world? Visible? No. no. Not really. So, yeah? So, you know, when you, if you're going to try to take up a religious system... And you're told to love God, like Jesus said you should love God. Who is this God I'm going to love? I don't have information about him beyond the world, and I don't really have information of him in the world. Except some particular stories, he's a pillar of smoke and a pillar of fire when the Israelites are leaving. But there's not really very much. So the Bhagavatam is giving us both. It's giving us both. How is God in the world? How is the world God? How is the whole universe the form of God? How is the, the universe the, the body of God? That the trees are his hairs, the mountains are his bones, the clouds are, his, are the hair on his head, the rivers are his veins. And Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita is also explaining like this. He says, of bodies of water, I am the ocean. 
So it's very easy. You just simply look, oh, those trees, they're the hairs on his body. The wind's blowing. That's Krishna as the purifier. I, I can actually interact with Krishna in this world. And then I can also meditate on Krishna beyond the world. I can do both. And, and they're both very harmonized. If I'm meditating on how the clouds are the hair on the head of the universal form. So I'm seeing clouds every day. Yes, everybody's seeing clouds. Almost every day. Oh, there's Krishna's hair. But then we think immediately of Krishna. We don't just think of the universe body. We think, oh, those hairs, that, that kind of hair, that looks like Krishna's curling hair. But, you know, even if you have curly hair, some little pieces come, right? Like you have curly hair, but I'm sure you have some little pieces. So sometimes the clouds are like that also. Sometimes the clouds are like curly hair, sometimes they're just like little pieces. And then we can think about how Krishna's hair, is. he puts it up in a turban, and we can start thinking about Krishna, the person. Does this make sense? Yeah. Yeah? So the wind is blowing and we meditate. Oh, Krishna says, I am the wind. Of purifiers, I am the wind. And then we think, oh, the wind blowing here, it's, it's purifying my clothes, it's drying my clothes, it's blowing the dust away, it's blowing the pollution away, Krishna is purifying. And then we think, and when Krishna is blowing the flute, that is also his purifying wind. So we have both these things. Right? We can think of bodies of water, I am the sea. The sea is so great, it is so deep. It is full of a whole world that you cannot see unless you go into it. And this way, God is also very great, very deep, and he's full of a whole world. You have to go into it. But then we can also think, oh, Krishna built a whole uh, huge civilization, practically speaking, in the middle of the sea, in Dwarka. And everybody fell asleep in Mathura, and they woke up, and they were in Dwarka. And they were saved from Jarasandhar. And so everything in this world can connect us with Krishna in the world itself and then also have as a bridge for us to meditate on Krishna as the transcendent. Because if we just try to meditate on Krishna as the transcendent, it's extremely difficult. I'm thinking about okay, I have the chairs and the tables here and the swimming pool and the trees and there were some people who ate here last night and there are some pieces of cucumber on the floor and peas on the floor and I have to clean that up. And, you know, that's what we're going to be thinking about. We can't help that. We have to be thinking about that. Somebody stole the tires off my BMW, right? And I have to go to the court and talk to the judge. And our mind has to be absorbed with these things. I cannot walk around the world just thinking, and Krishna's playing his flute and calling the cows. And the, How am I going to do that if I have to drive to the court and not get in a car accident? But my ability to drive is Krishna. The sunlight that's around me is Krishna. The judge, Krishna also says he is the judge, he is the witness. So all these things in my day that I have to think about can immediately remind me of Krishna as a universal form. And from there, I can think about Krishna 
in Goloka Vrindavan very easily. And then I have this beautiful connection between what I'm actually doing and thinking about Krishna in the spiritual world. So if we're just going around our day just thinking about things as if they were separate from Krishna and thinking one day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be meditating on Krishna and Goloka, it doesn't work like that. But I practice meditating on Krishna in my life now. That's what this woman, who was a guest last night, was talking about. Mm. Yes. And then that brings me to Krishna. Now, the other thing I just want to mention is this idea of the internal and external energy. And the external energy is being bina or separated. So when Krishna gives a definition of what is maya, he says, anything that you think is of value, if you don't see it in relation to me, if you see it separate from me, that is an illusion. It's something like, uh, if I come here and I see these paintings on the wall, which I'm sure are all very valuable, but I don't see them as related to the temple. I see them as for my enjoyment. They're separate from the temple. And I think, oh, I'd like to take that painting with me. And I take the painting and I put it in my bag and I carry it away. Like I was appreciating that painting there on the wall. But I was thinking, I'd like to have some painting like that. But if I think, oh, therefore, let me take this painting, uh, then that is criminal. Yes? Just like that, that man did. He was thinking, oh, there's so many nice things here in the temple. Let me take them and enjoy them myself. Then he immediately becomes a criminal. And his interest becomes separate from our interest. But if I appreciate the paintings in the temple, as part of the temple, then that's not separate. Does that make sense? And that's wanted. If I'm appreciating, oh, you have a branch of the Museum of Sacred Art here. And I see you have this particular exhibit it's so wonderful you're having an exhibit all the way here in Tenerife. And then I'm enjoying the pictures. I'm looking around. Oh, this is one of, this is Bam and Dave, and this is Matsya. And this is... All of them have mustache. Yes. <laughs> but if, if I am, if I am, I can enjoy these pictures. I can get happiness from these pictures in relationship to the temple and in relationship to all of you. And you want me to get happiness in the pictures. That's why they're on the wall. They're not on the wall and say, well, there's these pictures on the wall, but don't enjoy them. (laughs) Well, you don't have a big sign up. Make sure that you get no pleasure out of the pictures on the wall. It's, It's ridiculous. So Krishna wants us to get pleasure here in the material world. This may seem very astonishing. But this is exactly what Srila Prabhupada says. He's present in every nook and corner of his creation by expansion of happy spiritual rays equal in power to his personal potency of bliss. So Krishna wants us to be happy in the material world, but not as a thief. If we're happy as a thief, then we become under the control of the separated energy and Krishna's not very attracted to that. Just like we're not very attracted to somebody who comes to the temple and steals. You know, like you were saying, you had some mercy on this man. You didn't hate him. And you tried to, you tried to make sure that, uh, what did you say, you didn't want him to leave with some bad impression of the devotees, right? 
I want not that. I want to give him a good impression. You wanted to give him a good impression. Mm -hmm. We have some mercy and some compassion. Okay, so you you actually care about this man. It's not that you don't care about him, but I wouldn't say that you would feel very attracted to spending time with him. No, there you go. See, <laughs> so that that's exactly how Krishna feels. Exactly, which you just demonstrated in your bodily behavior. You went no. <laughs> So Krishna is exactly like that. If you say, come and associate with people who are trying to win Zoe separately from you, you say, no. <laughs> but if you say, do you care about them? Yes, I care about them. I want them to have a good impression of me. I want them to like me. So yes, Krishna cares about the thieves. He cares about those who are trying to separate his energy from himself. It's not that he doesn't care. But he doesn't want to associate with them. He's not very attracted the only way he will associate with them is in his form of Shiva, which is a form of what? Ignorance. Ignorance and... Passion, Lord? Yeah, who is Lord? What is Lord Shiva? What's he in charge of? Destruction. Destruction. Oh, destruction. And what else? What part of the material elements, earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence, ego? The fire. But which? False ego. Yes, Lord Shiva is in charge of false ego. So if we want to be under the shelter of Durga, then that's what we get. We get God as false ego, destruction, and ignorance. And that's what we experience the material world like. So whenever Srila Prabhupada's talking about this material world is a miserable place, we're all suffering here, He's not really talking about a geographical place. He's talking about a mood of being separate from Krishna. That as soon as we have this mood of being separate from Krishna, we just see everything is full of destruction. Relationships get destroyed, projects get destroyed, buildings get destroyed, governments get destroyed, everything gets destroyed. And we see everything as false ego. Everything's about my ego and your ego. And how are we going to deal with our egos? And that's what happens as soon as we see things as separate. But as soon as I see things as connected, then in every nook and corner I have happy spiritual rays. It sounds like some kind of a children's cartoon or something to me. In every nook and corner you'll find happy spiritual rays. It's like funny. It's Happy spiritual ray is such an interesting... I don't think Prabhupada uses that term other, in another place. You know, everything's lit up with happiness. Everywhere. You will not find some place where there's darkness. Even in the nooks. So like the, that nook for Garuda, you have to have a light in it. You have a separate light in the nook. Because otherwise the nook is full of darkness. The general light in the room won't enter there. But, so we might think, well, there's some place that Krishna is not. But if we see everything in relationship to him, there's no place that Krishna is not. And we experience those happy spiritual rays as if we're in the internal energy. We actually don't feel that we're in the external energy. So someone like Srila Prabhupada, he doesn't feel that he's in the material world at all. He's able to perceive that we feel that we're in the material world. 
And therefore he says to us, you're really suffering here. And again, we tend to think of it as geography. We think, well, I'm in a place, dukalayam. I'm in a place of suffering, and we think of it as a physical place of suffering. And if I could just move, like that man asked yesterday, is it just about death? If I could just, you know, if I can just move from this place of suffering to the place of happiness, then I would be happy. Exactly like people are in London, and they're thinking, if I get on an airplane and I come to Tenerife, I will be happy. When we went for a walk today, we passed a place that said paradise on earth. So that's exactly what people are thinking. London is cold and dark and wet, and I will come to Tenerife where it's warm and sunny and dry. And then by moving my body from one geographical location to another, I will become happy. So we may think like that. We may think by moving myself, the soul, out of this body and to the spiritual world, I will be happy. And I just have to tolerate all the suffering here. Right? Tamsa Tikshvas from Bharata. I just have to tolerate all the suffering here. But that's not what Krishna's talking about at all when he says, Matras Parshas Dukante Asitos Nasukadukada. When he's talking about tolerating suffering, he's not talking about, okay, well, it's just suffering. He's talking about detachment from suffering by being absorbed in these happy spiritual rays that are everywhere. And therefore, Prabhupada says in the 20th chapter of Krishna book that the materialists see the world as very aggressive, but to the one who's in Krishna consciousness, everything is happily situated. They see everything as happy. So questions, comments? Well, this morning, I'm wondering how to keep that. So, while talking, looking for a door to come out in the early morning when everything is locked, then I thought of that other door. I said, oh, why not a key to that other door that takes us directly? And then you mentioned, oh, from women, I am intelligence. Mm. So I knew this, oh, that was Krishna. Yeah, it's very It nice. was such a pleasant thought, you know, I'm feeling, oh, that's Krishna. So I wonder how to go deeper into that. Just, it's always around us. Yeah. It's just a question of moving our mind very slightly. Like Prabhupada says, from material consciousness to spiritual consciousness, it's a very small change. It just, it's a slight movement. Where instead of, like there's sunlight in this room, but we probably just don't think about it. We don't turn our attention to the sunlight. So Krishna is there's, there's sunlight. Of course there's sunlight. That's what happens. The sun gets up in the morning in the east, and there's sunlight, and I can see. We just, we just don't think about it. But Krishna says, I am the light of the sun. So it's just a question of thinking about it, of paying attention. This room is filled with light. Light is a thing. It, it actually has a... There's rays of light. Air also. Yeah. So it's, it's just a matter of thinking like that. Like we were talking about Krishna is the fire of digestion, and Krishna says that he joins with the air in the body to digest our food, because digestion of food means the food has to move from our mouth, 
through our esophagus, and when it moves from our mouth through our esophagus, there's a change that happens in our mouth so the food doesn't go into the lungs. Because it's the same pipe that goes into the lungs and the stomach. And if any food goes in the lungs, we can get extremely sick. So there's like a process by which the soft palate moves and therefore blocks that you can't breathe when you're swallowing, by the way. That's why you can't breathe when you're swallowing. Because if you could breathe when you're swallowing, that that would be open. That door gets closed. The breathing door gets closed for a moment when we're swallowing. And there's some air that's moving the food into the esophagus and it moves it into the stomach. And then there's another valve, there's another door that keeps the food from going back up into the esophagus. And then there's other pipes that come in. You know, the gallbladder is sending in bile and the pancreas and liver. There's these digestive juices coming from different... And they have to move. They have pathways. They have to move into the stomach. So Krishna is this air moving. And then from the stomach, there's another door. And the, the partially digested food goes from the stomach into the small intestines where it gets further digested. And there again, it has to move. The small intestine is quite large. The small intestine is quite large. That's, anyway, it's long. The small intestine is quite long. So it has to, our food has to move through the small intestine where it gets thoroughly digested. And then, of course, the waste products have to move into our large intestine, and then we have to evacuate the waste. But then the blood vessels are also connected to the small intestine, and the blood vessels have to take the nutrients, the proteins and the sugars and the vitamins, from that digested food, and it has to bring it to all of the organs of our body and down to every cell. And then it has to take... So there's movement. My point is that there's movement going on. So that movement is happening with airs. And Krishna's with that air moving things along. Like if you can imagine, you know, you see a, a teacher with a bunch of children. And the teacher is moving the children from one place to another. You know, let's go here. So Krishna's mo- moving with the air. And he's saying, okay, food go here. And now you go here. And now you go here. And he's that fire, that chemical fire, that's digesting the food. That's turning the cucumber and the pizza and the smoothie and the rice, you know, into skin and hair. And I mean, it's, you know, your, our hair, so this hair yesterday was, was rice with peas. Rice with that's what I ate yesterday, right? Didn't, didn't We had rice with peas and pizza. And Krishna turned it into a finger. Krishna turned it into hair. Krishna turned it into an eyeball. So he's that fire of digestion and the movement of the air that does that. But, you know, if I sit and eat like I'm an animal, then I do, I'm not aware of that if I'm just eating unconsciously, then I'm not aware of Krishna. So it's a question of becoming conscious of it and paying attention that there's Krishna. And of course, as devotees, we're offering our food to Krishna. And so Lord Chaitanya said the taste of the prasadam is you're actually tasting God because he tasted the food. So his saliva is mixed with the food. 
So when we're eating prasadam, it's also the taste of God. But to what extent am I aware of that? It, that's up to me. You know, it, it, it depends on whether or not I pay attention. Like I'm sure some people come in here and they don't even notice the artwork on the walls. They don't even know it's there. They could come here and order a meal and eat their meal and talk to their friends and leave. And if you said, oh, there was a museum exhibit there, they would say, oh, really? I didn't notice. So it's, a, it's again, it's a question of putting our attention there. So we can help people also to put attention. Well, that's what the Krishna Conscious Society is supposed to do. The Krishna Conscious Society is supposed to be a society where we help our, each other to, to notice God and to notice God with some love and appreciation. That's, I think that's what we're called. I think we're called the, what are we called? The what? International Soci- Society for what? Krishna Consciousness. Oh, look at that. That's funny. <laughs> I didn't know that was the name of our society. <laughs> So what does that mean? It's a society where we're supposed to become aware of Krishna, who's everywhere, by his happy spiritual rays. That still sounds so funny. Sounds like something for a children's book. So his happy spirit, I just, you know. Look, look, Krishna's happy spiritual rays are going going into every nook and corner. What? Another Another, another corner. There's a happy ray going into that corner. And there's another happy ray going into that. Look over there. All around. All around. Just see how happy you become just thinking about it. Immediately, everybody's filled with happiness just thinking about it a little bit. Anything, Anything else? Okay. <coughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Super proud of